Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Volume. All right, guys. So, your boy got to do NFL, and now your boy hitting the NBA. Let's go. So, guys... Get in on all of the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So here's what we're doing now at DraftKings, because we're always up in the ante. We're giving you no sweat bets. So here it is. So all new customers, bet a minimum of $5, and DraftKings will give you a bonus bet back up to $1,000 if that bet doesn't hit. So it's no sweat. You can bet up to $1,000, and even if that bet doesn't hit, you will get a bonus bet back to match that number by using my promo code DCTV. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use my promo code DCTV, bet $5, and you can receive a bonus bet back up to $1,000, even if your first bet loses. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook using my promo code DCTV. A no sweat bet? I mean, these guys are constantly up in the ante. Go and download that app right now. Crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, one no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash promos for deposit, wagering, and eligibility restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You saw me standing alone Oh my goodness crazy. Without a love of my own This is the song This is the song Ben of Manchester City they call yeah. them the champions in the Premier League. They are second in the table right now to Liverpool. 
So yeah, the song Blue Moon, the old classic, is the song of my club, everybody's club, Manchester City, uh, led by the great Erling Holland. Guys, <laughs> I'm just giving Ben a, so a soccer lesson or football, as we football fans call it. I'm giving him a lesson. Ben, you you a football guy? No, those people are wimps. I don't do anything with that. What do you mean they're wimps? They all just fall down and start crying. Dude, it hurt. I've I've played. I've played it. It hurts so bad. But what, what, which say, part? Which part? Dude, when they try to check, when they check you with the foot to try to kick the ball from you. I live in Gilroy. So there are soccer games going on all around okay. town here. You know, like, you know you just wear shin guards though, right? Shin guards? Yeah, bro, but it hurts. It hurts okay. really bad, Asker. Right. It hurts really bad. So I would say it's one of the tougher sports uh, okay. around. But yeah, Manchester City, the club of Daniel Cormier, Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga League. Ben Askren <laughs> will go and find his team. He seems like a Liverpool guy. Ben, you know, I only want to watch fighting and wrestling. That's it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Ben. Yeah. Guys, welcome to another episode of Funky and the Champ. Daniel Cormier. That's my man, Funky Ben Askren. Askren, 220 kids going to the state tournament from your academy. Two or nine. Two or nine. You lost your uh, your screen in the back, bro. No, I know. Here. I didn't put it on. So I'm being unprofessional. <laughs> I'm doing it while we're doing it. Boom. Look at that. I can do it. <laughs> That's so oh, look, they, Those guys don't sponsor me anymore. F them. Oh. I got the wrong one. <laughs> there we go. Got the right one now. <laughs> yeah. 210 uh, kids. That's a crazy number. I'm so excited. We got uh we got uh Thursday. That's tomorrow. We got a lot of people wrestling. It's gonna be so exciting. I'm actually just doing the the top three ranked kids right now, Dion. I was doing that before we got in. In division one, we have four weight classes where we have number one, number two, and number three, and we have one of those in division two. So that's uh Good should job. be a lot of fun. You have the premier wrestling club in the country. I promise you. I tell everybody it, they right. hate hearing it, but you absolutely do. All they right, hate ben, hearing it. what? They people hate hearing it. Oh man! But you absolutely do. I am your Thanks, biggest bud. supporter, guys. Ben and I are here to talk about fighting, though, because for as long as he wants, he does something called FRL. And uh, if you want to hear wrestling, I don't think many people listen to I, it. I don't <laughs> know if you watched. Did you watch episode one thousand? I announced my retirement from the show. I love it. Oh, you quit? Well, I didn't quit. I so I I announced my retirement. I'm going to be done after the Olympic team trials this year, which are roughly two months away. I didn't want to quit in the middle of the season. It seemed weird. Yeah. Uh, so I said, hey, let's get the Grand CAs. Let's get the Olympic trials. And yeah. then well, I'm you got, be out. You got better, right? You're yeah, doing stuff course. better. Hey, as with life, people elevate and they move on. And right now it's time for you to do something better. So sorry, FRL, but I took Askren. <laughs> I took the pretty girl at the prom. Ben. Pretty yes. girl at the prom, the popular person. We have all been it. We have all stood atop the world. There is now a new pretty boy in town, a new champion, Ilya Tapoya. What did you make of his performance last week? I spoke to him last week, Ben, and he yeah. was so certain that he would knock out Alexander Volkanovsky. And anyone that would ask me, I would be like, man, he's so confident. You tend to want to believe him. But this is Alexander Volkanovsky. What did you make of that? Yeah, um, it was impressive. He said he was going to do it. You know, I was like, I, I thought there was a chance of it for sure. Um, you know, I said that. But, you know, Volk is so good, and it's it happened against Makchev, but it hasn't happened ever besides that. And so, you know, 
I thought there was a potential that the whole fight went kind of like the first round did, right? Where yes. uh, Volkanovski moves well, he's evading, he's landing strikes. He 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 won the first round, in my opinion. Um, I thought there's a chance the whole fight looked like that, but when Tapuria connects, he connects hard. Mm-hmm. Yes. He told me that against Josh Emmett, the fight looked different because he had to respect the power of Josh Emmett. He said that Volk doesn't possess one knockout power, one punch knockout power. So he was going to go at him in a way that would allow for him to get a knockout. Bro, his coaches, his corner, everybody that was in that room when I was sitting down interviewing him, they were so certain. So then I walked outside at the hotel and I saw his coaches, their two brothers, and I mm -hmm. said, this kid thinks he's going to knock out Alexander Volkanovsky. I go, and I know he's your guy. I said, so I'm sure you're confident in him. Where does it come from? They said, we've had him since he was a little boy. They said, we have seen this kid grow and evolve at every step. In D.C., you asked him something about a fairy tale. Now, we don't believe in fairy tales, but we do believe that this is his moment. Because I asked, I asked Taporia about, do you believe in fairy tales like Cinderella and Beauty mm -hmm. and the Beast? And he goes, no, I don't. But this is his moment. And, you know, he kind of has it. He has, like, that yeah. star quality about him. Hey, and dude will put on a suit with a turtleneck. Anytime you see a dude with a suit with a <laughs> turtleneck, you know, like, dude will put on a suit with a turtleneck and, like, perfect hair, bro. Like, this dude has a star quality about him yes. that he can't elevate. He's gained 600,000 Instagram followers Jeez. in two days. Two that's, days. That's flipping insane. That's um, crazy. You know, I think we were earlier to the party because I remember it was after the Bryce Mitchell fight, and we were, I think we were both pretty high on Bryce Mitchell. And Tapuria just beat him everywhere. And it was like, yep. oh my God, this dude hits hard. He wrestles well. He grappled well. I think he finished him with an arm triangle, if I remember correctly. And we were just kind of kind of blown away. And then he had the Emmett fight and it set him up. And it's like, yeah, there's a distinct chance this guy can beat Alexander Volkanovsky. I think he's gonna be a big star. Um, you know, I know we're gonna talk about his next fight. Uh, and I was looking at his division. His division's kind of set up weird right now because the guy who would be the obvious next fight, Max Holloway, already has a fight committed against Justin Gaethje. So that's kind of outright. And then when you look at all the other guys, they've all lost. Their, their last fight is a loss all the way until you get down to, man, I hope I don't say this, Evolayabev. Oh, you tell Evolayev. him to get lost. It's Coach Pendleton. Coach Pendleton, I'm in the Coach middle of a Pendleton. show with I'm in the middle of a show here. with Ben Askren right now. What's going on, Coach Pendleton? Can I call oh you back God. in a few minutes? Can I call you back in a few minutes, Coach no. Pendleton? Ah, you're a goon. He said, Askren, he said, if I'm going to be on there with you, God bless. I mean, let me call you back, Coach. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. a goon. Um, uh, coach Pendleton, okay. the Oregon State head coach. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. You stop. Um, Evloyev. Evloyev. Yeah, Evloyev is the next guy. So, uh, Volkanovski obviously just lost. Hallway is fighting. Rodriguez lost. Ortega lost. Who who do you think the guy is then? So, if it, it really should be Max Holloway, if yes. Max Holloway was not fighting Justin Gaethje, or Ilya is not going to fight soon, so maybe after Max Holloway fights Justin Gaethje, well, how but do you know he's not going to fight soon? Ilya has already said he's not fighting Max. He said he's not fighting Max. He's not fighting Yair Rodriguez. He's not fighting against uh, Brian Ortega. He said he's not giving any of these guys title fights. He said he has to continue to move the division forward because Alexander Volkanovsky was not going to be taking those fights. That's yeah. his, his, his mindset in regards to the guys that have been around the top of the division for a long time. But I think for him, 
if he wants to continue to build that star, he's got to fight Max Holloway, right? You have to fight the guy that's so yes. recognized because that's how Volk became a star, right? Remember, Volk beat Aldo. Then Volk beat Holloway. And then you start saying, well, this guy might be the greatest featherweight of all time. He might, he, honestly, Volk, he might still be. He is. I think he is. Yeah. But I'm saying... That doesn't happen, though, if you don't beat the guys that was there before you, Correct. especially if they're still able to compete and they're still fighting. So I think that's why. But one thing that I don't know if I'm into, I can't tell you who he's going to fight next, but I can't tell you what I don't want to see. I don't want to see him fight Sean O'Malley. I, agree. I don't need to see those guys fight just yet because neither of them have defended their championship. I don't know that we should continue to. I don't know that we should continue to allow for these guys to get a belt and immediately leave the division. That's what happened with Islam and Volkanovski. Yep. Because, but, but that was more. Uh, well, I feel like both of them had cleared out the division a little more. And no, I think Islam, you, no, no, Islam hasn't cleared out. Dude, Islam has two title defenses, both against Volk. They're, he's a 45 pound. He's oh, never yeah, defended yeah. the belt against the lightweight. But again, that fight with Volk was a credit to Volk for what yeah. he had done because he had kind of cleared out his division. Mm -hmm. So I get it in that instance. But if we're talking to Poirier and O'Malley, these are two guys that haven't fought anyone in that division. So I don't think these guys should fight each other right now. They've got work to do. Yes. So I, I agree with that. Uh, so Makachev did fight, uh, you know, a decent amount of people because it took him a while to get a title it shot. It took him a long time to get you know, to the belt. Like, yeah, like 10-ish fights. So he fought Dan Hooker, Bobby Green, Charles Oliveira. Obviously, they should just say, you know what? We made a mistake. We're going to scratch the Gaethje and Holloway fight. Holloway fights Tapuria. Gaethje fights uh, Makachev. That, that would honestly make the most sense. But if you need it for UFC 300, which is something we're going to talk about a little later in the show. Yeah, unfortunately. You but need I mean, that fight for UFC 300. It's that's also kind of ideal because that's kind of who was, should be the top challenger in the division. Um, and then, you know, 35, it's highway robbery. And I, listen, I, I know you can't say anything bad about Dana. It's okay. I can I freaking hate it when Dave does this shit and doesn't give people he doesn't like title shots because no he is he is Marab, but Marab, how about you getting away like nine in a row? But or no, something? he is. He's actually uh, now. I get it, but now, but now on Saturday he said Marab is the next guy well, for the title yeah. shot. About damn time, Bilal's yes. another one, right? He has to get Bilal's one. How many in a row he has? Yeah, given? Bilal. Some, but Bilal's next. Okay, Bilal's but some of these Leon guys. Edwards. Tell me that okay, okay. I mean, here's the guy. I'm not even mad because I like this guy, Michael Chandler. He he came into Bellator. I he might have been off a loss or it was, he lost. He fought for the belt right away. He fought for the he, belt. He right won away. one fight and fought for a belt. And then yeah. you have a guy like because because Dana liked him, right? And you have a, like Bilal who wins like what eight or nine in a row. You have Marab. Eight I don't or nine think Bilal's lost in like. It was like Forever. Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards hadn't lost in like yes. 12 fights before he got a title yes. fight. That's what I'm saying. So it's so frustrating it's to like watch these guys just struggle and they're so good. And you know, you know who actually talks about this? Your new co-host, since you you uh you know, you got me as a side piece and you got your main <laughs> event and chill son, but he talks about this is that sometimes we don't know who the best in the world is. With the wrestling every year, we have a world championship, so we know who the best is, and no one will argue it. But how long has Marab actually been the best in the world? Right? It might have been a couple of years. I don't know. Well, yeah. So on Saturday, it was very apparent that it could be no one but Marab. 
But then when I watch Sean O'Malley immediately go and say, I want to fight Ilya to me. Yeah. He, to me, when I look at it, the optics of it isn't ideal because it would seem well, now we haven't seen Sean grapple. I've heard stories that he's a great grappler, but it would seem like Marab is a horrible matchup. He's so good, dude. What? He doesn't get tired. <laughs> How does he go tired. that hard and doesn't get tired? I don't know. That it's it's really impressive. I mean, Henry did a really good job in the first round, keeping the distance and landing some big strikes, and then Marab just kind of took over. Henry's not a guy who get you know in wrestling. He never gassed. He had a great gas tank. You know. It, he wars people out, actually. Hey, can I say something about Henry yeah. though? I yeah. think Henry, I think Henry left it all. Like, I believe that we have a certain amount we can give. Yes. And I think the work that he put in to become Olympic champ, and then the work that he put in to win those two championships, it, it was it's all gone. I think you the reserve's empty. And I yeah. just don't know that he can get himself to go to that level again. Yeah. And I think that's what showed. Marab hasn't done that. Yeah, and the other thing is he's 37. And you know that crazy stat because they brought it up against with Volkanovsky. People 170 and under uh, in title fights are like 2 and 36. It's, <laughs> it's freaking wild. Like Tyron has two wins. He's the only one. If you take Tyron out, people over the age of 35 or over are 0 and 36 or something like that. That's crazy, bro. That's so crazy. At 170 so down. Only people yeah. that can win heavier, well, only people that can win later are heavier guys. Yes, that's because. It. I've said this time and time again, bro. We're just not as good. Well, I think if, the speed. I think it's no. The speed. We're just no. We're really just not as good. Like I mean, okay, it's the enough. same, bro. It's the same as wrestling, right? Yeah. When you're small, as you get heavier, it gets easier. That's why I all you probably tell your kids too when they're gaining and they're growing. I, yeah. I say grow, especially if yeah. you've been you Cody like Cody Merrill, my guy was wrestling against a heavyweight, and the kid beat him so bad off a high crotch. Cody went limp knee. The heavyweight's like, oh my God, what is that? Cody wrestled 140 as a freshman. Yeah. So he's like, they know how to, you know how to do stuff as a small guy that if you can bring it to the, the heavier weight, you're going to win. They're just not as good. And I tell that to fighters. I'm like, you have to be so much better than I was because of the level that the little guys have. Demetrius Johnson is the best ever because he okay. was small and he dominated and he was so good in everything. Yeah. That's why I respect those guys. But again, Back to the topic, we always tend to go on the tangent. I don't want to see those guys fight yet, man. Not yet. Okay. We just did it. We'll just tell Dana. We got Dana. We have a plan. It's Sean first Marab, 135. Well, and... Sean has to beat Cheeto first. Okay. Do you Cheater. think he's going to beat Cheeto? Yeah. Wait. Why? Nah, I'm not so certain about that. He lost Take to him before. Cheeto, I'll put Marab in. <laughs> I'm oh ready my for God. Marab time. Let's go. <laughs> you love Marab, don't you? Yeah, he's great. No, Everybody I... loves him. Yeah, everyone loves him. He's very lovable. But then Holloway versus Tapuria at 45 and Gaethje versus Ooh, Makachev at 55. We got a plan. It's a great plan. That's nice, Ben. Seriously. That's nice. Yeah. But you can't take you can't take Gaethje yeah. and uh and Max off of UFC 300. You, Maybe something you, bad will happen. Dude, don't don't wish that. Bro, all the work that they've done to you to get UFC 300 to where it is today, you do not hope that anything bad happens to that. Card. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it 
and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Guys, our friends are back. The Game Time app is back, and y'all know how much we love the Game Time app at DCTV because the Game Time app gives you an opportunity to get last-minute tickets to anything you want, whether it's basketball, football, mixed martial arts, comedy shows. The Game Time app has you. And how about this? Your boy DC is going to help you get $20 off your first purchase by using my promo code DCTV. You know the last time I used the Game Time app? The boy Luis... Wanted to go to a UFC fight. And you know how that dude don't be inviting his girlfriend. He needed an extra ticket. So the boy DC got him. I went to the Game Time app, punched that promo code DCTV, saved $20 off, and then saved Luis's relationship. So, guys, go to the Game Time app right now, download it, use my promo code DCTV, and save $20 off of your first purchase. Game Time. Welcome back, my friends. Look, speaking of UFC 300, you just said, Move Gaethje, move Max, do yeah. something different. When you, and this is uh, a bit of a slippery slope here for you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so when you promise something, um, I'm going to give you the greatest thing of all time. How much of it is on you to deliver? 
Because even if you deliver something that's spectacular, maybe yeah. it doesn't match the expectation. When yeah. you have heard now for the last three weeks that the UFC 300 main event is going to be so amazing. You will not believe this. You, 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 you can't imagine how big this is going to be. And then you get Alex Pereira versus Jamal Hill, which is a phenomenal fight. What is the yeah. initial reaction from you? Because so, <laughs> uh, many, so many people are like glued to the TV for the post-fight presser, wondering, he said after the fight, he's announcing this fight. Yeah. What is the reaction for you when you hear that that's the fight? Yeah. Uh, you know what? This, this is what I tell my athletes. Hopefully you tell your <laughs> athletes. Dana, you tried your best. You worked hard to get something. <laughs> you let us down a little bit, but it happens sometimes. We can't all be the best every time. Now, these are good fights. This is a fun fight. This is a great fight card, but it doesn't feel UFC 300-ish. And Really? It doesn't. It doesn't. We needed something a little bigger, like Pereira versus Aspinall or John Jones coming back, McGregor versus Chandler. And I, he tried. He tried. He tried to make it happen. This is a very good fight card. It's a very fun fight card. I will be excited to watch these, but it doesn't have the feel that, I don't know. Do you remember UFC 100? I don't know if you oh, were a fight God. fan back then, but that was like, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. What about, but then even when I'm getting my Google up right now, UFC 200 was, let me see UFC 200 fight card right here. It was, uh, UFC 200 fight card ended up being on the pre, the early prelims had Joe Lozon sent Gegard Mousasi. on it. I forgot that. Gegard Mousasi was the second fight of the night on the prelims. Yes. Uh, then on the prelims, you had. Gaston Hendricks, that's Gaston an awesome Hendricks, one. TJ Dillashaw, a Sun Sal. You had, bro. You uh, got you got a couple of uh, three UFC champs there on the undercard. Yeah, and then you had Brock, you had Amanda, you had myself and Anderson, you had Jose Aldo, Edgar, you had Kane Velasquez, Travis Brown. Oh my God, so good. You you yes, you had like a card that felt, but I I kept telling everyone. As we were building closer to this thing, I said, we have to manage our expectation because you're only going to be able to do what you can do with what you have, right? Mm -hmm. You can't make something up. This is not a world where you can just will someone back into fighting. So yes. Brock Lesnar's older, right? Yeah. So that's was very far-fetched. There was no Brock Lesnar to come back. Ronda's not fighting. No. Nope. If Ronda would have came back, great. Connor, he's he's still here. That would have been great. Not Khabib. Fighting. Not fighting. If you, you could have got fighting. Khabib to come back, that would have been great. But none of those yes. guys were fighting. Yes. You have to do the best with what you have. And I think they did the best with what they have. Look, Brock might have fought somebody, but the boy Brock's in a whole bunch of shit right now himself. What did that do? WWE? What? Well, you know I don't pay attention. What did he do? Bro, Brock's... Bro, did you see what Vince McMahon did to the girl? Allegedly. Unfortunately. You got to say allegedly. Yes, yes allegedly. So I, heard I guess Brock Lesnar was like a part of this whole thing. Bro, they're like scrubbing him from all WWE stuff. Bro, all like, of his clothes and shit is on like discount. They took him off the video game. They're what? like, I swear to God, they're almost like trying to scrub Brock from so the history of the WWE because he was so intertwined with this whole thing with Vince McMahon wow. and this girl. It's crazy, right?
Yes, totally crazy. So it's like he's not coming back for multiple yeah. a multitude of multiple reasons. reasons. Yeah. So they did the best with what they had. So mm -hmm. when you put Gaethje Max, great. You put Jamal versus Alex, great. But you Good knew one. it would be very difficult to find that third title fight when you look at the first quarter of the year yeah. and the fights that were announced. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I agree with you totally. I'm just telling you, you asked me how I felt. I told you how I felt. Um, it don't feel. It doesn't feel the same way as UFC 100. It doesn't feel the same way as UFC 200. It's a very good fight card. I'm going to watch Was UFC sure. 100 really that good, though? It was awesome. Uh, but but was it or were you just a guy that didn't know fighting? No, no, no. no. I, I watched since the early days. Uh Pet, Bisping versus Henderson was like that was so oh, yeah I forgot that about point. that that was freaking awesome Brock Lesnar Frank Mir that was freaking awesome George St. Pierre fought for a title on that one Thiago yeah. Thiago Alves I think yes and that was when he was on fire yes that was a really good card that was a lot of fun to watch yeah it was a great fight card I just think that I think a lot of that fight card for me was they had the biggest stars and the biggest name and the sport was exploding so much at the yes. time that it really didn't feel like whatever they did was going to work it yeah. just felt like whatever they did was going to work for me during that sure. time because those guys were such big stars. Yeah. But when I think about Jamal Hill and Alex Pereira or Pereira, I I think you have Pereira's one getting of there. The, He's getting there. People are really starting to like him a lot. Bro, I was good. That's exactly where I was going. Okay. They love him, dog. The the, the reception this guy gets everywhere we go is nuts. Because he went to Canada, dude. There had to be 10,000 people in that mall to see yeah. him sign some autographs. He Everywhere he goes, people are just drawn to him. And I believe that part of that intrigue is the fact that we still don't know him. Generally, we get to know guys before they become champions, right? Yes. It felt like you knew Max Holloway because he was around so long before yeah. he got to the belt. Leon Edwards and all those other guys, you feel like you know him. Alex Pereira has still only been here for two and a half years, bro. Seriously. It's wow. been two and a half years, and the dude's already had two UFC championships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So crazy. Uh, yeah, listen, I'm excited for that fight. Um, I think it would have been more fun to let him go for his third title. Um, but I I'm in Jamal Hills, the, you know, was the champion, uh, gave up his belt. So this is kind of like to me a little bit like a unification title fight. Um, I think it's gonna Jamal be Jamal Hill, it still seems a little fast for an Achilles, right? He did I mean, it in well, July. After watching what Aaron Rodgers did. Oh, bro. What the hell, dog? Seriously. What was that? <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> what was that? Well, yeah. I don't know, man. I love the fight. I love the fight for Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill said that he's going to stand with him. He said he's not taking him down, Ben. Well, he said he ain't taking him down. He said he's going to stand with Alex Pereira and he's going to knock him out. Maybe not the best idea, but uh, he's welcome to try however he wants. What do you mean it's not the best idea? <laughs> what do you mean? You saw he put people to sleep. Standing around with Alex Pereira, you're going to fall on the ground. He's good, man. He's so oh, good. he's so scary, too. And he hits so hard. <laughs> a little bit like Tapuria, where, um, you know, sometimes, you know, like an Izzy fight, he was getting beat. But when he connected, boom, it's over. He's so big, too. That's the problem. He's so big for the weight class. He's big for 205 when he was like, so what was he at 185? He should have never yeah. been making that weight class. That was, never should have. That was so impressive. That was actually ridiculous. That was as impressive as his fighting when he was so, going down uh, to 185 pounds. I believe that UFC 300 is an amazing fight card. 
that is going to be fantastic. And the buzz is going to be crazy around Vegas that weekend. And luckily, I get to sit next to the Octagon and call it. It's going to be, I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. That one, I got a brand new suit, man. I got a brand new custom suit for that fight. I mean, Bruce Buffer sometimes has suits that have like his whole life story inside the sleeves. Mm. It is sick. I'm making me one of those for UFC 300 <laughs> because it's going to be that freaking good. Last thing before I let you go, Ben. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, Dana was all pissed off because they broke Hamza Chemaev versus Israel Adesanya. Now, I know exactly. I know Yahoo, correct? It was like, and yeah, that's viable. Yahoo's real. Yes. Is is it wrong? Is it wrong for media to break things that may not be confirmed? Or is it wrong for the reaction from the company when those news stories are broken? When not confirmed, because then you run into the issue where Dana comes on, says it's not happening, and then sometimes plans change and it almost messes with the credibility of the site. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that's they, they should know that's the risk they run when they they put something out there that maybe is not all the way confirmed is that, you know, they have the chance of being wrong. Uh, and I think that's a risk a lot of them are willing to take. And, and honestly, like sometimes they're right and then something changes and then all of a sudden <laughs> they're wrong. Um, but no, I, I see no issue with it. This happens everywhere in all sports. It happens in politics. It happens everywhere, right? Everyone wants to scoop. They want to put something out there before anyone else puts it out there. Um, so no. Politics, Ben. It happens in politics. Yes. Really? Bro, I don't act like you don't pay attention to politics. Give me an example. Give me an example of just a fake story, Ben. A fake story. Oh, because that data said trying to get me kicked off the internet. Data said I'm not falling for your traps. There's too many fake stories. Completely false. You know what's the worst? When somebody does something and you get mad, you almost like confirm what they're saying. Yes. Because now, again. Dana's been in the public eye for so long now that people just ga gauge his reactions yeah. to see if they're on the right track. But he gets so upset, he can't even, like, not play their game. It is yeah. kind of funny to watch a little bit because <laughs> he gets pissed off. Dude, and, but you know what's crazy? He watches every – he, like, watches a lot of stuff. And I don't know if it's his staff giving him stuff, but he, like, sees all these things. I don't know that Roger Goodell – or Adam Silver, I hope you know who these people are. I knew. Are doing this. I don't know if they're watching everything as closely as he is. I, I, he, I mean, there's no way he consumes that much content. I mean, I, I know he's like turned on all the time where he just is going and he has a lot of energy. But yeah, I got to assume that he's not, you know, people are bringing it to him and saying, oh, did you see this? Or, oh, did you see that? You know, that, that type of thing I would guess is happening. You know who watches everything? Khabib, who? bro. Everything. No way. Khabib watches everything. He watches wow. everything, bro. I don't know. He sees everything. He must need he, to be. He needs to get back into coaching. Something to occupy his mind a little bit more. No, he's got his family, right? Spends okay. time with his family and just kind of. This and dude is happy. Listen, I love my family, but how could you just spend the whole day with your family and sit around and do nothing? No, he's working. The dude works and does all do? kinds of other stuff. But he's a businessman, 
and he okay. has a very booming business. But he just loves consuming mixed martial arts, but okay. he doesn't necessarily want to be involved uh, in the sport right now. You know, I would love to see those two fight, especially now that Heck yeah. Izzy's not fighting or Drake's Duplessis is not available to yes. fight. It seems like Drake's Duplessis right now is is dealing with the injuries from the last fight, and he's going to need some time to recover. Mm -hmm. I want to see Adesanya fight. Yeah. I want to see Chimaev fight, and I want to see Chimaev against a guy, uh, another world champion-level guy, to see if he should be the next guy against Drake's Duplessis. Because, look, beating Kamaru Usman is very impressive. Mm -hmm. But Kamar Usman's a 70-pounder, right? That's a yeah. fight that we should have saw at 170. And honestly, the visuals after the fight, it didn't seem like if this was a five-round fight, it was going Chemayev's way. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, Chemayev's someone who he came on the scene so fast in 2020 where you remember he fought like three times in two months or something to that effect. But then he really slowed down and he... He fought, uh, you know, Gilbert Burns, who is a very highly ranked guy, but that was at 170. Uh, he fought Kevin Holland. I don't know what weight that is, but, you know, Holland's been at 70, 85. Usman's a 70-pounder. Yeah. So, Chimaev, as good as he probably is, we haven't seen him fight any of these very, very best 185. So, I am all in on him fighting Izzy Adesanya and then giving him the title shot. I think that would be great. Um Feels like he was going to get a title shot like two years ago when he's still kind of like... Hey, <laughs> it was so on. fast. They actually got him ranked 11, which is totally... Wait, insane. what? At middleweight? At middleweight. They have him at 11. No, that's, you're looking at some weird. bad rankings, though. Bro, I'm, not, I'm looking at UFC.com slash rankings. This is correct because, say, Machado Gary just moved up four spots, right? So this is literally brand new. Uh, they have Chimaev at 11, which is crazy. That's a crazy number for yes. him. But, he, on, you know, when you look... He hasn't beat Strickland or Adesanya or Whitaker, Cannoneer, Vittori, Brendan Allen, Paul Coast. He hasn't beat any of these dudes. So it, he's got to beat some guys at this weight class. That, but doesn't it feel like now, finally, the divisions are moving? I was telling somebody this the other day. I said, MMA always resets itself, right? Like every few years, there's a reset yeah. where it feels like you have these long-reigning champions and it feels like they're going to be around forever. And then there's a reset. I think right now we're in that reset phase where... where Dracus is the champ. Ilya is the champ. O'Malley is the champ. Uh, Makachev is the champ. Edwards is the champ. There, there's not many people in those divisions. I, I think the long reigns are going to be harder and harder to accomplish now oh, yeah. as sure. we, uh, because you got guys like Ilya who has been training since a very young kid to become UFC champion. And I think that, is going to make it real difficult to defend the belt five, six, seven. I was talking to someone about this the other day. What makes you a Hall of Fame person off of your resume Hall of Fame as a champion? How many title defenses? How many title defenses is considered a great reign mm. to you? That's a great question. Um, uh, but I think... I think you'd have to also look at what was their path to get there. And you look yeah. at someone like a Leon Edwards and he beat everyone on the way up. Um, you know, he had what, 10 fights in a row or something. And maybe his reign is shorter, but he also didn't get the title as early. Two. What? Two, what? Two to three defenses for me is a great reign. Think? Even, even if they, you know, like someone like, um, and I'm sure McGregor is going to be a Hall of Famer, 
Um, but like at 55, he got the title shot almost right away. And he, he never it. fought another and fight there. He never fought another fight. Well, he there, fought right? another fight there, but he never defended the belt. He won the belt Sorry, and then yes. he lost. He gave it away. Yeah, he fought so, Khabib for the belt and lost. Yeah, in certain instances like that, it feels weird. Like you know, uh, Sean Strickland. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes because obviously he he won the belt and then failed in his first defense. But he also has some other good wins along the way there. And you know, where does he go from here? So I don't know. I don't think there's a set answer. This uh, is our this is our next conversation for the next show. Okay. We have to determine, look into it a little bit. That's what I want. What okay. determines a great title reign? For me, I think it's three. And I'll give you my reasons the next time. Ben, good luck this weekend at the state tournament, right, my guy. I'm heading out to the state tournament with my Gilroy Mustangs. Okay, you guys can watch it on Flow Wrestling. Guys, like, subscribe. Tell your friend to tell your friend that DC's got a YouTube channel. I'm hanging out with Ben Askren. Follow Ben on social and everything else the guy's doing. And tune into the Askren Wrestling Academy. Those guys are really, really good. Until next time, peace. See ya. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.